Hey everybody, Stephen here from The Truth About Dyslexia. In today's episode, we're going to go to a crowd favorite about talking about that feeling of being out of control. How from one minute you feel like you're on top of the world, ready to tackle anything that comes at you, and the next minute you feel like you're in control of nothing, you just want to hide, you don't want to do anything. You know, it's that real gut anxiety, you know, that feeling of you know, that everything's just moving at a different pace around you to the speed you're moving, which is quite a good way to start this episode. So let's dive in. Okay, so this podcast, I am recording from my car. I've just been to a business networking meeting with a bunch of awesome people, and my dyslexic mind completely forgot to bring my laptop so I could do some work after the meeting. Um, And there's so much traffic to go home. It's going to take 40 minutes rather than the 20 it took to get here, and I can't bring myself to go and sit in the traffic. So I thought, what better thing to do than record a podcast? So (laughs) this is being done from the car. I hope the audio quality is not too bad. I actually met someone at the group who was in a a band who now helps kids and, and gives them opportunities in audio production and creation, which is so cool. So I might have to, um, have a chat with them about audio quality and stepping up my podcasting game. But until then, I want to talk about control and this anxious feeling where the world is getting away from you is probably the best way I could put it. Now, people will say, hey, that's not dyslexia. That's not the way your brain works. You know, everyone feels that way. And that's the most annoying thing in the world for dyslexics, people with ADHD, the neurodiverse, because on one hand, it is completely true. On another hand, it is completely false. And when I say that, what I mean is it's about how often and at what level this stuff affects you, right? Everyone has something happen occasionally to them. You know, it's kind of like, you know, everyone stubs their toe at least once or so in their lifetime, more than likely a few times. But if you were stubbing your toe 25 35, 45 times a day, you would have, you, you know, you would be doing it at a much higher level and thus it would affect your life massively. And that's kind of how I feel it is with this kind of loss of control, this, this feeling of anxiety that we deal with. Um, because the average person, of course, they, they stub their mental toe, but we can be stubbing it so often, so quickly, one after another, it becomes really challenging. And I've been thinking about, you know, why is this the case? And one of the things I always come back to is is the sense of time. You know, dyslexics really struggle with lineal time. It's why we're, we're not on time to things or we're extra early because we know we're not going to be on time because we're so scared that we're going to get the timing wrong, that we've built it into ourselves. We have to be extra early or we just may as well not even go. Um, some of us are you know, bring fear with us when that happens. We, we're not very good with it. We feel like we're um, average people, like we've made a massive mistake. And you can see it in people's voices when they arrive late to something and they know they've done it for the 150th time. Um, or you see those people that are waiting around early. You know, this meeting I went to this morning, I was one of the first here. Not the first, but one of the first here because I was so worried about being late. And this is at like 6 a.m. in the morning when there's no traffic around and it's an easy drive. I was just worried. So I made sure I got here early. 
Um, and speaking, you know, I sat down with Vanessa Victor. We're, we're doing some work at the moment on a course to help people who have just found out they're dyslexic or are re-engaging with it once they're in their adult years, their 20, 21 plus years, because we're finding so many adults being late diagnosed. And we're also finding out just how many people you know, are dyslexic that haven't been diagnosed. It is remarkable, those numbers, right? Absolutely remarkable. They're still dealing with the problems. They just don't know why they're dealing with the problems and they're dealing with it at such like a, a root level. I mean, not a root, the opposite of that, a leaf level, rather than dealing with the, the root of the tree or the root of the problem. So working on that. And Vanessa, you know, one of the things that came up was around the sense of time. This, you know, we are not lineal thinkers. We do not do things in order. That's why order is a challenge for us. It's also a reason why time is an, you know, it affects us. Instead of it being like in a in a row or on a in a straight line, it's kind of more of a circle that keeps pulsing. We just don't see it. We only understand time based on it being drilled into our heads a million times in our lives. Kind of like words and text. We can learn it. Like I can write a thousand word article. It doesn't mean it's my natural style, right? I'm, it's not my natural style. Like I'm much more, my brain is much more relaxed interpreting visuals. And if you think about it like this, my brain interprets visuals. Maybe it eats 20% of the energy it takes for me to digest text. Say it's 100% for that, for the same amount. Now, these are just examples, but what I'm trying to, trying to allude, allude Elite allude to is the whole um, the feeling between the two. If you're using all your energy on stuff that's that's challenging, you know you're going to struggle, right? Be it time, be it order, because order again, it's not it's something we have to put extra mental energy in. It's why we get drained. Um, you know, or or um, or words versus uh, pictures. And so what I'm trying to say here is because. You know, lineal time, lineal order, you know, words in general or symbol-based uh, um, things, you know, we can do them, but it's so much more challenging. And when our brain's tired, that's usually when everything turns to um, S-H-I-T. I'm sure we can all spell hearing that. Uh, but that's how we kind of, we get into this horrible place. Now, bringing it back to why we feel out of control, you know, if you struggle to understand time and order you're naturally going to struggle with um, with things like control, right? How can you control things when you can't always see the order? How can you control things when you can't put things into order, when you've been told that's what you've got to do all your life? So many of us were told that is the only way. You've got to put everything into a structure, a plan. You know, create a business plan that's 20 pages and then follow it line by line. You know, you may as well pull my eyelashes out because it's not going to happen, right? It's not going to happen that way. My brain does not operate in that system. You know, it's kind of it's kind of like trying to load a PC program onto a Mac. You know, you're like, hey, it works on a PC. Why isn't it working on a Mac? You know, it's just not the same operating system. It just does not go that way. And so you can understand why we feel so out of control. A lot of the time we can see what we want down the track, but we can't see the plan to get there. And we have to experience our way or nudge our way through it. And sometimes we, we feel so down because it feels like we've made massive failures. Um, and we feel like we're losing control of the situation. Because we're doing everything by a certain level of intuition, it's a very different way of progressing. 
And until you understand how to accept that part of yourself and how to double down on it, you know, that feeling of being out of control is something you're going to have. And so there's probably a couple of things I would suggest to start you off on this path. And as I say, we are going to bring out a bigger course on this because it's quite hard to just teach in in a podcast here and there. But the first thing is, is realize your brain is not designed to operate to time, order, and some symbols. It just doesn't work that way. It's not built that way. Um, you can do it, and don't get me wrong, you can do it, but your brain is is using so much more energy doing it that it is naturally going to struggle, and it's why you probably feel down at the end of the day because your brain has, has used all of its energy. So that's the first thing is become aware of that. You know, accept it. That's just how it is. There's no point in getting sad about it. You know, why me? Why? You know, it, it, it's not going to help. It's like, it's like say, you, say something happened and you lost the use of a limb, say a leg or something. You know, it is absolutely a terrible thing. And you can, you know, you feel sorry about it for a little bit, but it's not going to change it, right? Um, something I heard from Mark Manson the other day, which I really liked, um, is around, it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility to deal with it. And that's really true for dyslexia. It's not your fault that you are dyslexic. There is no fault. You did not do this. It's not a purposeful thing. But it is your responsibility to get to know your brain and get to know how to operate it at its best level so you can feel more in control. And you can understand when to let go of control, which is another super big thing, right? Super, super big thing. So that's, like, that's the first thing, that self-acceptance. The next thing about getting in, in, in to control is trying to work out why you feel out of control. You know, meditation is, is one of the things I use. When I get into that moment of out of controlness, taking 20 minutes or 10 minutes even to, to meditate um, is super powerful. Um, and someone, you know, I was listening to a podcast myself the other day because I'm always trying to learn. And their definition of meditation was probably the best one I've ever heard. And it was trying to see your thoughts before they turn into feelings. And it goes on the concept of everyone's brain is a thought and then a feeling. They're not separate. However much we want to think they're completely separate, I I feel it. My intuition is feeling this. What it's actually saying is your brain has thought something and developed that feeling. You just did not see the thought. Now sit with that for a second. You do not see the thought. Now, when it comes to dyslexia, and dyslexics are naturally visual thinkers, our brains work thousands of times faster than non-visual thinkers. And we're at, usually, if you're dyslexic, you're at you're at the edge of the scale where your brain's really quick. There's a huge possibility thoughts are running through your head at a million miles an hour, and before you know what's happened, a feeling is generated. And you can't tell why you feel that way. You just feel it and you're like, wow, this must be supernatural. This must be special. What's happening is you can't see what's going through your brain. And so you've got to start to trust yourself as much as possible and learn when and when not to trust yourself. But two, you've got to take some time to regulate that process. And meditation is all about starting to regulate it. It's to slow yourself down as much as possible. You're never going to slow yourself fully down. And it's not to be honest about slowing your thoughts, but it's about watching your thought turn into a feeling. And you know, that was really profound to me because it's it's true, right? I love watching my thoughts turn into feelings. 
because it's kind of training my memory to understand how to recognize the pattern. It's like I've always struggled with um, feeling hungry, feeling bored, um, and thirsty. I find those three, I, I mix up all the time. Like when I'm thirsty, I'll eat. When I'm bored, I'll drink. Or when I'm, when I'm, thir- you know, when I'm hungry, I'll play video games. You know, I, I, it's really weird. Like sometimes it just, the fi- understanding what has gone through my brain to create that feeling is powerful, right? It's, you know, it's why we overeat, because we've misjudged the feelings um, and the thoughts that have created them. So that's just a couple of things I wanted you to start thinking about control, is getting in touch with your thought to feeling connection and being aware of how your brain works, because these are two things that are massively impactful around control. Thank you for the people who have recently reached out about coaching um, as well. I do a 30-minute initial call, so you can jump on our website have a chat about that if it's something you want to progress with. Most of my work is with business owners um, and with and with people in business, like um, higher up executives. But I do help a lot of other people as well because I do really enjoy supporting you on your journey. So do reach out. I am here to help you. But have an epic rest of your day. I'll be back tomorrow because I missed the podcast yesterday. Oh, dyslexic life. Um, and I'll think of something pretty amazing for you. Hopefully the audio has not been too bad on this podcast and I'll be back in the studio tomorrow.